0: Play the fucking intro!
1: This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast.
0: Thank you for joining us yet again. We're up to
1: three in a row.
0: Yep, three in a (laughs) row. 3.39. Once we get to 3.40... That's when I know that we'll be officially back in business. We over overcame that three-episode hump. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, back on
1: schedule, just like Eric said, and uh, expect that. I mean, we hadn't missed a week in the six and a half previous years. <laughs> Seriously. So uh we're we're back on and we're getting after it we got a bunch of great stuff on this one we got a great interview with a couple of the members uh boss's daughter which you'll get to hear later on in the show
0: yeah great guys to talk to and they got a lot going on outside of their band uh, their main band their bottom bitch (laughs) 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 yeah but it's uh but yeah we've been trying to get them on the show for uh uh, for a good almost year now like uh they've uh, that's how long they've been uh, sort of proclaiming interest and myself and, but initially we wanted to have them in the studio, you know, doing an in-person interview, but their tour schedule just, uh, wouldn't permit that. So we just like, okay, do the zoom call. We'll do the zoom call your mid It's just sort of a nice way to kind of break the waves. But then Dustin smashed his face. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to smash mouth a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> <indeed>. <laughs> uh, but but now that he got all healed up, we managed to have a nice little sit down with uh, Dan and Chris, minus one Jamie. That's <laughs> unclear as to why he didn't show up, but you know, we'll get to that a little later. Right? But, yeah, it's a great interview, great people to talk to, and uh, and we have some great music to showcase by them.
1: We Indeed we do. They had a new album come out earlier this year. We've played a couple tracks on uh, Punkanoid Worldwide. Earlier on SLC Punkcast, we did this BAM interview, and we'll talk about all that. We'll get to all of those things. We got a lot of other stuff to get to first, so we're yeah. going to quickly run down some lists of some new stuff that we want to mention that's been coming out, and then we'll get into playing some new stuff. So I'm going to start back on November 11th. There was one release I want to mention one more time. Crown Court, they released their TikTok and Hooligans on E singles on the 12th, Attack Total. They released Sweden En Front featuring Big P, which is a single. Iskan Bila released uh, Bizimodu Batan Historia, which is an LP, and you can find that on Tough Ain't Enough Records. Great label there. Artless Motives released Simple Reasons, two songs from high school on Little Willie Records. That's on the 13th as well. A couple released on the 13th. King 9 released Scared to Death on, on Days. Great label there. They've been putting out tons of stuff. Pavasse, a French band, they released uh, Des Mal, which is 2023, an EP. Uh, we'll be playing something either here or Punk and I Worldwide or both, but coming up, we got a lot of stuff to get to, get caught up on, all the stuff getting shared with us after I broke my face. <laughs> on the 14th, uh, Liberty or Death Records, they put out a new compilation called Women in Punk. It features 32 tracks. So go check that out. On the 15th, Haywire uh, put out Poser Disposer. Oh, Poser Disposer, sorry. I was thinking of something else. And that's also on Days, and that's a single. Surowica released Prochi, P-R-O-C-H-Y. Maybe it's Prochi, which is an EP. Uh, On the 16th, Barking Mad, we played that last week, released Come Out Fighting, which is a single off of their upcoming cassette. Uh, A B A. H.D. released Artless Motives EP, which are recordings from 2005. I think there's four, maybe five tracks there. I need to go back and listen to those again. But that's on Little Willie Records and li- features Little Willie Records' first vinyl release. They've put out some stuff on cassette before. Well, that's getting a release on vinyl.
0: Sweet.
1: Yes, High Society, love that band, didn't interview with them several years ago, but uh, they just put out a new one called Ignorance, it's on Contra Records and Dismantled Records. Uh, I don't think it's been released on Dismantled yet, but it's already out on Contra, so you can go check it out, and its digital version is out. Malad released their self-titled, which is great, definitely be playing something from that coming up on an upcoming episode. Uh, Also on the 17th, as it was a Friday, got a few releases, uh, Teens in Trouble, Split with Desert Mambas. Yard Boss, releasing No Casket 1993 on Red Girlfriend Records. Rankin' Vile, releasing Worship. D-Cracks, releasing 20 Years, A Frantic Effort on Pirates Press. The Mannequins, releasing Swedish Woods on Lovely Records. Prior Convictions, putting out two new songs called Failed Estate. S-S-D Control, released The Kids Will Have Their Say trust edition Scunthorpe Yobs mm-hmm. released uh we are the Yobs," that is a vinyl of that i think that might have come out a couple months previous digitally but the vinyl is out on no front teeth records the scoffs released factories in heaven which is a single rotting system released karen lingen which is a single Bed, B-E-D, released Black Diamonds, which is an EP on Wiretap Records, also on Wiretap Records. Knocked Down released One Way Ticket. Then Myria released The World Will Open Up and It Will Swallow You Whole, which is an EP on Rare Vitamin Records. Divided Heaven put out V, or I'm assuming it's Roman numeral five. Uh, Red London and Fatal Blow put out a split LP, which is called Acoustic Sessions, which is like five or six songs of previously released tracks, but obviously acoustic versions from both of those bands. So I think it's like 10, 12 tracks at least total on there. Ah. On the 18th, Rich Widows released Jackie, which is an EP. The War Lovers released Chaos, 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 which is pretty great. I recommend checking it out. On the 19th, Burning Flag put out a split called Punk, With Garrafa Social, Behind the Flag, released Behind the Flag EP on the 19th, Trashed Again put out their third new single this month called Dead Man. Last Wishes put uh, out Up in Smoke on the 20th, and that's a single on Days. The Last Responders put out the title track off their upcoming release as a single called All Bets Are Off. The Savages released... uh, Roses Are Red, My Love, which is a split with the You Know Who group. That's the name of the band, the You Know Who group, on, w- <laughs> on Wap Records. Uh, Darko released Why I Cannot Be, which is a single on Lockjaw Records. And then today, when we're recording this on the 22nd, No Turning Back put out Conquer, which is an EP on Triple B Records. And The Hope Conspiracy put out Confusion, Chaos, Misery, that's the name. It's actually four tracks. Eric, I'll let you do your list. I got about 10 or so left to go, but I'm going to give my mouth a break and <laughs> let Eric's mouth do the talking.
0: Finally, shut your damn mouth.
1: Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just have a, a few to br- <clears throat> to bring forth on November 14th Enforced released a new single of a song called Casket. And I listened to that one today and uh yeah, it's pretty short. It's <laughs> Just about a minute and a half long. Okay. So it's, uh, it's kind of got some death grind vibe to it. I'll have to listen to it again because it's, uh, it's pretty badass. Cool. Uh, on the 15th, Haywire released their Poser Disposer single. Cancer Christ released Baptized and Pissin' Shit single. And also upon, the, upon talking about their uh, uh, Bring Back the Guillotine single on the last episode, Anthony reached out to me and he was like, hey, can you plug this one? and it's a single god hates cops which is also a forthcoming si- single off of their albums of the album in january so i was like okay i could do that but just give me a little bit of time so maybe <laughs> next week maybe two episodes apart is enough for uh, to be plugging a new song from the same band i'll do it <laughs> uh, so anyway yeah i'll be uh, i'll be talking about that one Anyway, also on the 15th came uh, uh, Coliseum's album, Infinity Shit. Uh, the 17th, is that aforementioned Cancer Christ single, God Hates Cops? Also, their H- Home Invasion released their LP promo, which is technically a single, but on their Bandcamp, they have it labeled as the LP promo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there's that. The Flatliners released a Dead Decade, and yep, Rank and Vile released Worship. I've yet to listen to that one, but. You know how I feel about Rankin' Vile? I love Rankin' Vile. I think they're fucking badass. And. Duh, 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 duh. Shit, I lost my place. There we go. <laughs> On the 20th, Last Wishes released uh, Up in Smoke single. So, help me God, if this isn't a song about Cheech and Chong, I am going to be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> or at least they have a reference or something in there other than the title itself. Right? Yeah. Now, now I'm going to hold them to that. I got to listen to Last Wishes. <laughs> Uh, Shipwreck AD released their self-titled A.P. EP. <laughs> Shipwreck AD self-titled EP. <laughs> anyway, then Last Responders released a new single. All bets are off. Then on the twenty-second, Hope Conspiracy released their EP: Confusion, Chaos, Misery. Those three words separated by slashes. And No Turning Back released their Conquer EP. That's all I got for the releases coming up in the next uh, within the next uh, week and a half. And, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Cool. What do you got to finish us out with?
1: I'm going to wrap up the list starting on the 23rd with Battle Flask, releasing a new single called Trash My Pad. They have an upcoming release. I think that's due out early in the new year. The Drowns are putting out another 7-inch featuring two tracks. They are Just the Way She Goes and 1979 Trans Am. That'll be on Pirates Press. Jody Faster and Corrupt Vision will be releasing a split 7 inch on TNS Records, and that will be on the 24th. Mad Caddies are releasing a new single called Palm Trees and Pines. DOKA, DOKA, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just DOKA, are releasing Hypnotized on the 25th. No Time, I'm really looking forward to this release. Uh, Suffer No Fool, it's a 12 inch so that'll be out on Mendeku Discac. And TKO Records, that's a cool uh, band. I believe they're out of Pittsburgh. They're awesome. Been looking forward to something new from them. Parka, P-A-R-C-A, are releasing a demo on the 28th, on, also on Mendeku Discock. On the 1st, The Seafloor Cinema are releasing a self-titled Seafloor Cinema on Pure Noise Records. Animal Shithouse are releasing Who Taught You to Hate on Lockjaw Records. The Fuzz Tones are releasing Friends of and Fiends, Friends and Fiends, and Meantime will be releasing Living in the Meantime on Indecision Records, Minor Threat will be releasing uh, Out of Step Outtakes on Discord Records, and then Hats and Caps, yeah. uh, great band there, they're going to be releasing a split with Eastside Dogs, it's going to be a split 12-inch, so be on the lookout for that, that's all the way up through the 1st. Uh, there's a couple releases that I believe are going to be coming out, possibly within that window. No- Noise says they're putting out some new music. Make- they make Ooh. it sound like it's coming out soon, but I don't know how soon. Uh, Ma- Moscow Death Brigade are going to be putting out Radio Hope. The Clinch are going to be putting out Dead End Street, which is a mini LP on Common People Records. The Breed will be putting out Kingdom Dolores, which is a 12-inch. Skin Sex are going to be releasing Kids in Stifling. Stay film, stay film, that's what it is. Stay film. Yeah. Uh, Urban Elite will be putting out a release. Backbreaker should be putting out Reclaim the Streets, but I think that's been listed for a minute. Uh, The Mistakes, Split 7-inch with the UK Subs, and Concrete Elite will be putting out a split with Ultra Razia on Warthog Speak records, Rebellion records. Those could be within the next two weeks, but they also might be pushed longer. I didn't have release dates for those. So... That's it. Let's get into playing some new music, Eric.
0: Yeah. Also, I just got to say, it's funny how uh, two old school East Coast hardcore bands, those being SSD and Minor Threat, are releasing sort of new material. Right? <laughs> it's like Minor Threat's new release. Oh, it's outtakes.
1: The outtakes, yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. It's
0: something. <laughs> yeah. And SSD, they haven't released anything since, like, the late 80s, I think, when they went all, like, hair metal and shit. <laughs> it was a super weird turnaround for one of the most well-known, at the time, straight-edge bands, aside from Minor Threat. Right. You know, but <laughs> but whatever. I mean, kids have their say. That's a great album. So it's cool that they're uh, bringing that back, albeit a re-release. Right. So, yeah, good to know that Hardcore Al is still... Uh, Still chilling. Right. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, new music that we're going to be playing. Well, I'm going to start it off with the latest addition to my friend's band, Suffocators Reservoir. Reservoir. Repertoire. (laughs) (laughs) Though, I should. The reservoir is not too far because some of this music sounds very. sounds like it, like it, like it congealed in a sewer somewhere. (laughs) Uh, at least their early stuff but but yeah i mean that in saying like uh, their music is being at least in their first two albums their self-titled that came out in 2021 and rotting existence that came out last year was a mix of sludge metal and hardcore uh the sound that's sort of adjacent to power violence and crust punk with a hint of black and death metal and they were writing songs about serial killers and other subject, uh, subjects reading as if they were lifted straight from uh, t- from twisted horror films. <laughs> and also there's that one song about Josh uh, being pissed off that his room's a mess. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> it's called Clean Rooms. <laughs> and, and it's a great song. And if, you, and if you may remember, on one of the last times I was talking about Suffocator, when I saw them live, uh, Josh introduced that song exactly as I had mentioned It's about his room being a mess. And I just quoted that famous line from Gorilla Biscuits: Start Today. A room's a mess and I can't get dressed. (laughs) And their bassist was like, gotta be out by 8 (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, so that was a a fun little time. Yeah, but that bassist ain't with them anymore. He is dead to the band. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Okay, he's not really dead, but you know what is dead? Lights. That is their new album, Dead Lights. Okay, that was a terrible transition, but I couldn't resist. (laughs) So yeah, with their new album, it's kind of obvious that they're branching out into new territory. There's more emphasis on melody to sort of build atmosphere, making way for slower and more ambient sounds, like the instrumental Apocalypse. Um, I know that sounded like a profound statement, but (laughs) no, there is a song on this album called Apocalypse, and it is instrumental. And... Then you have songs like "Glow" that they prove and prove that they have enough brutality to sort of even it out, and also, and also that they have uh, they have just as much a right to be uh, simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simpler song at that one, but. The majority of songs are either one or the other: they're the instrumental ambient trances, or just bludgeoning displays of powerful riffs and equally destructive vocals. Um, it is, however, mixed up in songs like uh, "Gravity," where Josh is growling over these uh, repetitions of broken arpeggios and uh, reserved drums. So it's weird. It's sort of like a. It's sort of like a heavy. Heavy lounge music. <laughs> if you think about it, so, uh, you'll, under- you'll understand what I mean. There is a. I mean, it's kind of it was kind of difficult picking a song for this one. There, as there is no one song on this album that entirely encapsulates Suffocators' sound in in their current state. It's not a it's not a singles album. We'll say that, but to me, that works to is to its advantage because if you know how i like to consume music albums are meant to be heard in their entirety that's what i think and the stong- the songs on this one they stand by themselves they stand by themselves fine but are meant to be heard in conjunction with the rest so to me it's just a matter of mood what song do i want to hear today and today it's embitter <laughs> this song is just simply the heaviest it's got chonky opening riffs that can stomp and sprint with emboldening leads and int- intonated or otherwise <laughs> and the last third of the song just leads out with unrestrained drumming holding a swinging rhythm while the guitars go off the rails it sounds like controlled chaos that you can sway to <laughs> you know just stick your hands in the air and just sort of and just sort of shift around almost like you're in a I don't know, like a psychedelic rock show. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So I know it's a lot to uh, sort of uh, take in, but, but yeah, here is embitter. bitter. You will see what I am. You will see what I mean. Suffocators killing it. <laughs> kind of a lot going on there (laughs) yeah and believe me the rest of that album doesn't sound as similar to that song like I said this is just kind of a uh this was just kind of the mood (laughs) that was fitting so and this was close to becoming like uh, my uh great cover to cover album this episode but I had other obligations and promises I made to myself to which I had to uphold um, so yeah, maybe in the next episode or the next, uh, couple episodes, I will, uh, return to this album because I feel like there's a lot more to be said about it and a lot more, uh, different types of, uh, different types of sounds on this album that they can, uh, that should be externalized. Cool. So, so yeah, we will revisit this one. Uh, pretty sure this is going to make, uh, make it on my year end, uh, roundup. I gotta say, I've I've consumed a lot from this album, and it's sitting with me pretty well. (laughs) So, yeah, Suffocator, they're on the rise. Um, I'm excited, proud of you guys. And Josh, I hope you uh, finish up nursing school pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a joke. He really is. That's uh, great. Looking to become a registered nurse. Good for him. And it's like, uh, yeah, amidst all the study and all this crazy shit he had to do, then you know being a student it's a pain in the ass but <laughs> but yeah he man he still manages to uh create some fucking awesome music with a uh, with a good crew behind him awesome. like the drummer and the bassist they ha- they have now they're in suffocator i mean you heard them they are <laughs> on point i love it that's great well good
1: stuff there uh we got a lot of new music uh, i'm going to try to get to as much as we can we do have interviews so i got to Try to get to some stuff quick. I want you to be able to hear the stuff that uh, is getting shared with us. The first band I'm going to play here is The Sinking Ship. They are out of Melbourne slash Narm in Australia. Uh, I want to thank the band. They reached out on Instagram way back in October, early October. And you'll be hearing me say this probably through December. They reached out over a month ago because uh, I I was all caught up for weeks, maybe even a month. Like, I was just... As soon as people were sharing stuff, like, boom, guess what? Next episode or maybe one week out, I was able to get stuff on because I was really caught up between doing this stuff here. But I'm behind, so <laughs> uh, we're getting to it. So go check it out. They released, you know, they reached out and shared music, and it was uh, October 9th. This release, Destroy the World, which is a single, actually came out November 2nd. So it would have been ahead of time, but what do you do? We're gonna play it now so you can check it out. It's new, it's only a couple weeks old. Here is the band, The Sinking Ship, with their new single, Destroy the World. from
0: melbourne Oh uh, yeah those guys those guys are great it reminds me of the uh uh the sort of heavier side of uh, pop punk i guess you can call it pizza core but <laughs> not uh, not even to really go that far it's like uh you know the skate punk that sounded a bit heavier than the rest like uh, you think strike anywhere Right, yeah, that type of uh, that type of skate punk music that just had that sort of a uh, hardcore essence to it. Not quite skate punk, not quite post hardcore, and not quite pop punk, but just sort of in the middle. <laughs> you know, it's like the center of that web. So nice to know that that style's still alive. The sort of uh, a very discernible style that cannot be that cannot exist in just one plane. Right. Know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, just. In summation, I like that song. (laughs) Awesome. Well, go
1: check out The Sinking Ship. Thank you to them for sharing the music with us. Uh, Real quick, over on Power Radio, uh, uh, Snuff Tape was just playing because, as you know, Power Radio is live music, so you can't go back and recheck it out. (laughs) But eventually, Snuff Tape will come back on. Right now, I have Power Radio set to just random with a lot of music that I've uploaded onto the radio channel, and Snuff Tape's C4 was just streaming. Well,
0: I hope they like that.
1: <laughs> I don't know if anybody was listening at that moment, but it is. That's something yep. that you can catch uh, if you get over there. Okay.
0: Yeah. You hear that, Alec? Your band is on the radio. i <laughs> <laughs> of maybe two people listen to it. <laughs> at that point, but it'll, it'll stream again. Yep. Don't worry. It'll come, it'll come back. Hopefully people are actually listening to your music. (laughs) All right. More new music to get to. Uh,
1: The band, the Young Rochelles, they just released Kicked to the Curb, also on November 3rd. Uh, They're from Long Beach, New York, and uh, they started in 2013, so 10 years as a band for the Young Rochelles. Congratulations to them. That's awesome that they're able to put out a new full length, their 10-year after being a band. Uh, we're going to check out a track from it called Fractured Fairy Tale. I'll be playing something else from that over on Punk and I Worldwide in a few weeks too, but I recommend just go check out Kick to the Curb. Before then, you don't need to wait for me. Uh, here we go. It's track number five. Here is The Young Rochelles.
2: Nice and shining armor, I bear steam. Souls in distress are who they need Everything about you matched his list making him believe love could exist Oh no, you're saying he's the bad guy So why is the mirror blaming you? Your prince charming Is an idiot and you're no princess yourself Your fractured fairy tale has got no place upon the shelf Watch you play the role of enchantress You tricked a man who wanted wedded bliss When the magic slippers failed to fit It broke the spell on him and showed the witch yeah, oh no, you're saying he's the bad guy. The bad guy. So why's the mirror blaming from kiss and Frogs! Your Prince Charming is an idiot and you're no princess yourself Your fractured fairy tale has got no place upon the shelf Still stuck up in the tower waiting for true love's kiss happily ever after will never be a part of this Your Prince Charming upon the shelf, still stuck up in the tower, waiting
1: for true love's kiss. Happily ever after will never be a part of this.
0: Young Rochelle's <laughs> fractured fairy tale. Okay, you know what I you know what I was saying about uh the sinking ship and how they're uh You know, they got their own sort of uh genre going? Right. Or, or pizza core, is that what you call it? <laughs> pizza Core. <laughs> pizza Core's uh Pizza Core is more uh, uh more aimed towards those bands like uh like Story So Far and uh Neck Deep and shit like that. Okay. But uh but no, with uh this sinking ship, you know how I said that their style of punk is one of those that can't be categorized sure in just one? These guys are undoubtedly pop punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah, and what I'm thinking is, like, it's so, the vocals are produced, it's so auto-tuned that it's almost like they're self-aware of the the corniness behind, <laughs> behind pop punk's music. At least in the way that it's sounding. Okay. Because, yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> cool? That's just a... Yeah, I don't know if that is the point, but that's what it's sounding like to me. Well, I'm not sure if it is either, but uh, the band can definitely feel free
1: to reach out and let us know. I thank them for uh, reaching out, sharing the music, and like I said, i will be playing something else. Uh, There's a little bit of variety in sound, and and we'll be looking for, uh, you know, maybe a little bit different sound, I suppose, from the album uh, that we'll be playing on Pucanoi Worldwide. So be on the lookout for it. Thank you to the Young Rochelles. We are going to Keep the train a-rolling. Eric and I both just have a lot of new music. I mean, after taking a month off, try to get to the new stuff. I do, will get back to getting some older tracks on, but I uh, just got a lot of bands that I want to play their stuff. I appreciate when people share their stuff. So, Eric, you're up. What do you got?
0: Okay, I got, uh, I got something that has uh, long been awaited, at least for me. I wanted to talk about Year of the nice new album. So, I talked about Year of the Knife back in episode, uh, uh, most recently back in episode 322. And just to sort of recap, they're a uh, hardcore band that formed in Delaware in 2015. They, <clears throat> they formed as a five-piece with uh, Tyler Mullen, Aaron, and Andrew uh, Kizilski on guitar and drums, and uh, husband and wife, Brandon and Madison Watkins on guitar and bass, respectfully. And they were a hardcore band with... Uh, you know breakdowns blast beats and they were also straight edge the whole nine yards (laughs) 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 they released their ultimate aggression ep in 2019 and their internal incarceration in 2020 both of which were pummeling records and were enough for them to leave their mark now and back in uh 20 uh what is it 2022 i'm gonna say they uh uh, they switched up their lineup, and for a while it was kind of uh, unknown as to why that happened. But in, upon doing my research for uh, their uh, for all the happenings that Year of the Knife, what they've been up to in the last year, including that accident, it's uh, I found out the reasoning behind it. So, okay. But we'll get to that in a minute. So Year of the Knife, they have a new album come uh, that has come out in, uh, uh, when did it come out? It was October, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the middle of October. And and yeah, I touched on uh, touched on some of the shit that they've been going through lately. There was that huge accident that they had back in right. June. They were on their way to Colorado Springs from Salt Lake City on their tour with the Creeping Death. And they rear ended a semi truck on Ooh. the freeway. And yeah, I, s- I was looking up the news articles for that and their van. Oh, it looked like hell. Ooh. Jesus the whole fucking front end was just caved in and they were actually kind of trapped inside they had to get like pulled out Jeez. and all members sustained uh, major injuries uh Andy he broke both of his ankles and Aaron broke his femur and uh, most of the bones in his uh, in his foot uh Brandon was actually the luckiest one cuz he didn't have the most uh, uh the most injuries though he was concussed and he had contusions Ooh. And, yeah, these all seem like uh, pretty standard injuries one could, uh, one could receive with a collision in a car accident uh, with another car. Right. You know, but Maddie, arguably, not even arguably, she had the worst of it all, Thanks. you know, alongside, alongside a broken jaw and facial fractures and a broken femur and also ankle she received a tbi traumatic Ooh. brain injury don't know what that i don't know what type of brain injury it was but yeah it was enough to it was enough to red, render her uh <laughs> uh comatose for a few days wow yeah and and yeah there wasn't a lot of information being uh uh being unveiled but at least not on Year of the knife's uh, band page on Instagram. But Brandon, he was given updates uh, uh throughout the wilds basically saying, "Okay, Maddie is talking again. Maddie's got her jaw wired shut. Oh, now we got the wires out. She's eating solid foods again." Good and for her. yeah, and just uh, given all these uh all these updates and and yeah, given by the posts on there since she was discharged from the hospital and all the all the therapy that she has to go to go through the physical occupational and mental therapy or not mental therapy my bad speech therapy right you know the way that it's looking is like a slowly but surely good and i can attest to that being a tbi survivor myself it's it's brutal it's brutal as all hell and it's a long, arduous process. I'm I'm almost coming up on four years after after having said injury, and I'm right. still dealing with the repercussions, my friends. So, so yeah. If you want a more uh, in-depth interv- uh, in-depth analysis of this, uh, Brandon uh, did an interview with the online zine Anti Matter, and that's where I got some of this uh, information from. But if you want to, uh, if If you want to know more, this is probably the most uh, uh, soul-bearing interview that he has done in the wake of all of this. So go check that out, antimatter.com. Anyway, this this kind of brings us to their album No Love Lost. And it's kind of a fitting title given the circumstances because when they made that announcement uh, of their accident and that uh, Maddie was comatose and everything like that, so many people came to their aid and just, like, offering all their support, emotional or otherwise, and just all the – and, uh you know, offering up their places to stay because they were kind of uh, – you know, they were kind of stranded in Salt Lake. This isn't their home. They're far away from home. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and just all the people who reached out just saying, like, hey, do you need a place to stay? Do you need some food? You guys are stuck in the hospital. You want me to bring anything? One guy actually brought his Xbox to – those guys, and it's like, yeah, just uh, play some games on it, keep your, you know, keep your mind occupied, <laughs> right? You know, and well, now they're all uh, back at now they're all back at home doing all the uh, recovery, and that's uh, that's needed, all the rehabilitation. That's good. Yeah, but it's uh, but it's awesome, like no love lost at this. <laughs> this album, this title, it was already everything was already set in stone prior to this. so it's <laughs> kind of a general statement, but it is, you could argue it was predicated to that inf- that incident right Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they were a little reluctant to release that album given the circumstances <laughs> because it's uh, well, you know it just sort of doesn't seem right. But at the same time, they're saying, yo, you know what? We got to keep the train rolling. We need some of the uh, income coming in. So if people are going to buy the album, buy the physical album, buy all of our merch, it's all going to go back into paying our bills right. on top of the uh, GoFundMe that was, you know, all the money from the GoFundMe that they had set up right after this accident. And trust me, they're going to fucking need it because those bills, man, those bills, what a. Before insurance kicked in, everything with uh, my brain injury came about to a quarter million. Wow. A quarter yeah, a quarter million. So, yeah, unfortunately the necessary evil that is insurance uh does help a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck. And it's open enrollment right now, and I'm my company's switching insurances, so I gotta get that taken care of. <laughs> oh god. That what Keep my mind on track here anyway. <laughs> so yeah that's a, that's enough about the uh the trauma dump <laughs> <laughs> is, let's talk about the the album no love lost so yeah, in comparison to their earlier releases, there's not much uh reinventing their sound. The only notable difference is the vocals now uh the original vocalist Tyler Molin he was yeah this is where we, where we're talking about the sort of uh Shifting of the lineup and the loss of uh, Tyler Mullen. Uh, also in that interview with mm-hmm. Anti-Matter, uh, Brandon uh, was talking about how Tyler was noticeably falling out of love with the band uh, to the point where you know everyone else was excited about the band. We were all in a good spot, you know, things are happening and it's being cool. But Tyler was just sort of like passive, and then was sort of then he was skipping out on practices. He wasn't being uh, as involved with the writing process. And he was even like, uh, it also seemed like he was being busy towards their, uh, when it came time to perform. And that's when Maddie had to come up front and fill in for vocals. And it was to that, the breaking point was when they were about to go on tour in Europe, he kept putting off renewing his passport. He's like, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And when they realized that later was never coming, they're like, okay gonna kick this guy out <laughs> and they sort of came to that decision funnily enough when they were opening up for the band ignite one of the one of the shows that maddie was covering on vocals and they were sort of having this discussion backstage and then and they're like well i don't know if we should kick him out it doesn't seem right but then uh, ignite comes backstage and they start t- and then they're like well let me tell you how we had to kick out our singer and it was just sort of <laughs> It was just sort of an enlightenment period, like, okay, yeah, you're right, you got a point. So <laughs> exit Tyler Mullen, in comes Maddie, you know, to bring her to the front, so to speak, as her official replacement. Now, as to the comparison between the two, Mullen, you could tell, was a hardcore vocalist, and through all the growling and all the shouting, you could, I, he could enunciate everything more clearly. You know, I could make out the lyrics more easily. Whereas with Maddie, her vocals, I relate more towards a grindcore power violence vocalist and that she has deep croaks with stops and releases to give the idea that words are being formed despite the fact that I can't understand most of them. <laughs> now, yeah, I do have a, sl- a sort of slight against that and that, you know, I'll grant her some leeway as this is Maddie's first outing as a lead vocalist, you know, when formerly she was, uh, she was doing backups here and there. And it takes time to patent your own technique. I, I should know. I'm still trying to figure out my range as a vocalist. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's the way they want it. I don't know. But for me, personally, I'm more keen f- on uh, Mullen style just because I can get more into it when I can follow along with okay. the words. So, yeah. All that having been said, why, might you be asking, Eric? Or is- <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, talking? Are you slandering the one of the most important and definable traits of hardcore music? When <clears throat> when you obviously have a reason to be to be playing it on this show. Yes, I do have some uh, gripes with this one, but there is a song on here that really stood out to me on this record, and that is "Heaven Denied." It has enough variety to stand out among all nine of those songs on the record while holding their own, uh, their, their trademarks, you know? You know, chugging triplet chords in the beginning which morph into a speedy punk rhythm and leading into a breakdown with a very prominent bass line filling the space between the broken chords all while Maddie is growling about the devil taking her soul. And those The lyrics, they, they, they have some poignant lines about you know, about the incidents, like, uh, consume everything, ruin all you touch, defile innocence. But then it, they top it off with a vulgar outburst, like, you love to fuck things up. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost sounding as if you're in a heated argument with whatever demon is possessing you. <laughs> so, okay, I talked enough about Year of the Knife. You know, you guys are, you guys are probably sick about me, about hearing about Year of the Knife. So let's listen to Year of the Knife. Here is Heaven Denied. <laughs> Denied. More like she was denying heaven. <laughs> As saying, like, no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. So so yeah, year of the knife and what a year it has been for them. <laughs> right? If you if you may excuse that. <laughs> but, I'm, uh, but yeah, I'm uh I'm soaked that uh Maddie is getting better and the rest of the guys are getting better. They are you know, they're still vertical, they're still breathing, and they are getting all cognitive skills back in order, but I understand it's a long road of recovery for uh, uh, for Mrs. Watkins. It's going to be terrible. And, of course, Brandon has got to be more of the, her sort of caretaker through all of this. Right. But, uh, so, so yeah, the future is sort of uh, unclear for uh, Year of the Knife. Uh, it's saying, like, uh... Yeah, Maddie is still uh, inciting interest and wanting to continue with the band and to continue touring. I'm like, yeah, that's all well and good. And it will take time. I'm sure they fucking understand that. Right. You know, I mean, I came back from my TBI and I'm still singing for my bands. It's just... It's a little more stressful. Right. (laughs) Physically, anyway. All the nerve endings. and shit. But it is possible, so... Uh, but aside from the band, I just hope that I just hope that they're overcoming all uh, all the all the trauma, be it you know physical, mental, emotional. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Uh, just hope that the the people involved with this band get better, and then hopefully their band can continue. Right. Or if the band itself can't continue, just uh, hope that they do well in their other endeavors. Because I mean, yeah, it was a it was a crazy injury, but you're still alive and you're still young. Right, you can still make it. Right. Yeah. So. So yeah, nothing but nothing but good good vibes out towards <laughs> out towards there, out towards Year of the Knife. And yeah, hopefully we get more from a Year of the Knife as a result. Cool. Because. Yeah, I like to see where they go from here. Right. And if, uh, yeah, if it turns out to be the end, then uh, so be it. Right. Yeah, but fingers crossed, folks. All right, I talked, to, I talked about enough about here of the Knife. Here is, uh, <laughs> I think it's Dustin's turn to talk.
1: All right, I got two more new tracks, bands. The, they're not as new. I kind of did them chronologically going backwards there. Uh, but the band, The Day Jobs, uh, I can't find any social medias. Uh, the I want to thank Itnilea. Itnalea I T N E L A I is the username on Instagram that reached out. Got this. They shared the SoundCloud link because this is the only place I can find it. There's only one track. The band is called The Day Jobs. Uh, I don't really have too much other information. The Day Jobs have a single, which appears to be The Day Jobs, and. So I assume it's the band's name and it's the track name, and the track was released on September fifteenth. It does include the lyrics there on the Bandcamp or not Bandcamp, but uh, SoundCloud page, so you can go check that out. Uh, we're gonna play that track now. They reached out on October sixth, so you know, like I said, catching up. So <laughs> let's do it. We are gonna play "The Day Jobs" by The Day Jobs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: The coffee feed the dog a final piece before the song Of the Find the crack of time. My bladder is when it will rot Bound to chains from 9 to 5 With death-shocked genes throughout my life Dinnitus, incessant rings above the of We he can't here no time to rest, it's just a different kind of stress Feast the washer, clean the shed
1: Oh, God, that's fun. (laughs) Uh, That's good stuff there. Uh, I don't have a lot of other information. I tried to check to see if there were other tracks. I couldn't find anything that seemed related to this specific thing, other than I guess you can go search that user on Instagram and maybe get some more details than I have. But uh, they are found
0: on SoundCloud, so go look for them on SoundCloud. Wow. SoundCloud? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People still use that? Yep. (laughs) Uh, It's... It's there. (laughs) It is, and you can go listen to it. Uh, We're going to play one more new one, talk about some
1: live shows. we got an album. And don't forget, we have an interview with Boss's Daughter, and that's coming up soon. So uh, we're going to play another track from the band Agonizers. Uh, They released That's Right, which came out on August 18th. Uh, the band reached out on October 6th, and I told them I'll play another one because it's great. Uh, it's very difficult to pick because I actually really enjoy this album. There's several tracks, and when I'm only picking a track to play, sometimes the releases are that way. The, the band, The Agonizers, features band members from Connecticut and Massachusetts. They formed in August of 2019, so they've been around for a bit. It's a four-piece band, and this is their first full-length that came out on August 18th. So off of That's Right, we are gonna get to the track The Way. Uh, That's the one that I liked the best at the moment I was picking, so (laughs) that I hadn't already played. We already played Hulkbuster. So let's do it. Here goes the Agonizers with The Way.
0: much of the agonizers but that song specifically reminded me if uh of any rancid song that included that was just lars and matt singing okay because those tend to be the more uh the more boisterous ones okay. the ones that are a bit nice. harder right they do yeah that's what uh yeah that's what it sounded like to me i mean that and the singer does have uh, the sort of same vocal range and raspiness that lars has and and of course, there's the fucking uh, bass that is uh, <laughs> taken over the music in the verse, right? Yeah. So so, like I said, it just reminds me of some of Rancid's heavier material. You know, not quite a, you know, not quite a street punk side of things, but just a, just that sort of in between, right? Yeah. I'm really doing a lot of genre hopping in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> at least in terms of. Uh, uh, review. Well, on
1: that note, let's see if, uh, you know, go check out the Agonizers. Again, I told everybody uh, I really like that album. I recommend going and checking out more. It's a full length. There's a lot of stuff to check out. But on that note, Eric, let's get into talking about some live shows, so either some upcoming ones, or if you
0: saw any, and maybe that'll be some more genre hopping. Yeah, a little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first show that I went to was the SLC Death Fest. That was uh, last Friday. And yeah, the Death Fest, that included uh bands like Mortuous, Mortal Wounds, Street Tombs, and Oryx. Oryx was kind of a standout because uh this is a death metal fest, and Oryx is not death metal. They're actually, they're closer to being a sludge band. <laughs> Which was pretty cool. That's it awesome. was actually quite it was actually quite welcomed. A nice way to sort of open up a show that's got a lot of aggressors towards it. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, but yeah, the other bands that I uh, uh that I saw the street tombs, they were and mortal wounds and mortuous. There were some good uh yeah, some pretty decent uh, death metal bands. Mortal wounds is a bit more on the slam side of everything, but that wasn't the reason we were there. No, the reason we were there was for Left to Die. In other words, half of death.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the band Death, if you're, uh, if you're familiar with your uh, death metal history or even your metal history, um, Death was a band that formed in 1984 that was a, are often considered the uh, pioneers, if not founders, of death metal. It's in their name. <laughs> But some people argue that it was possessed because they actually wrote the song Death Metal, which was actually kind of a poke and prod to the Venom song Black Metal. Okay. And, but Venom didn't exactly invent Black Metal. They just wrote the song thinking it was funny. That was possessed <laughs> doing what they were doing, but it was different. It was uh, heavier, but you know, we're not here to talk about possessed. We're here to talk about death. Yeah. And death was one of the uh, biggest names in uh, in death metal, if not the biggest, and Unfortunately, their career was cut short because uh, because Chuck Schuldener got brain cancer, so that that took his life in two thousand one. And yep death was death was dead. Uh. There's no, I know how it sounds, but that there was no other way to put it. So yeah, unfortunately, a lot of us uh, kids who were uh, born past that time or even before that time and didn't exactly have an an understanding of what death metal was <laughs> such as myself, we couldn't experience death to the fullest extent. So left to die was kind of advertised as the closest you will ever get to see death. And here's why it's because it features uh, the, gu- the guitarist and bassist who were on the first two albums Spl- scream bloody gore and uh, uh, leprosy. And they advertised this as like "Leprosy" was going to be being played in its entirety, and yep, they played all of "Leprosy" and some songs from "Scream Bloody Gore," including "Zombie Ritual" and "Baptized in Blood." Or no, they didn't do "Baptized," uh, but yeah, they did do "Zombie Ritual." That was a fucking banger, and and yeah, "Leprosy," albeit out of order, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was just great to to hear some of my favorite death songs live, and "Leprosy" is. One of my favorite ones that may be my favorite, it's sort of neck and neck with Spiritual Healing. I love both those records so damn much, almost equally, just sort of, uh, I guess it's just sort of dependent on what I want to hear. Do I want to hear, do I want to hear Pull the Plug or do I want to hear, you know, Spiritual Healing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I was most excited to hear Pull the Plug live. That is one of my favorites. That was some fucking good shit. (laughs) All right. So yeah, Left to Die, that was a good one. Then I uh, changed, uh, changed gears, and the next night I went out to the International, and I saw a goth show. It was uh, $10 to get in, but I got in for free. That's good. Because I just walked past the guard. It was like all my friends were showing, sh- showing the guys their IDs and pulling out their cards, and I was like, uh, guess I'm just going in and walked right <laughs> past them. <laughs> Uh, So anyway, yeah, I've never been to like a uh, goth show or goth night or anything uh, like that. I've seen goth bands play, I guess, or as my roommate puts them, (laughs) pseudo-goth. It's just like people who like to dress as goth music, and they go and watch goth bands, but it's more like uh, goth metal or goth rock bands. It's like, yeah, I bet you... uh, I bet you don't listen to Bauhaus. I bet you listen to Evanescence, do you? (laughs) (laughs) That's what what I'm saying. So, yeah, I've never been to uh, an official one. And who did I see? I saw the band's uh, Buzzkill and, uh, or not Buzzkill, Buzzkull and Normal Bias with these uh, DJs, Mercy Seat and DJ Fish slash Ophelia. Well, uh, two separate DJs playing at the same time, I suppose, or they were just sort of like. Not Not exactly competing with each other, but just uh ah God, what is that? what is the damn word <laughs> consolidating with each other, I guess, <laughs> whatever they were doing their sets at the same time, just beating off of each other uh, and anyway, it was pretty cool. I was just there with my friends, and we were doing like all the weird little swaying goth dances, and you know, I was just moving the way that the music moved me, and then when I got home, my roommate was like, "Oh yeah." Let me show you some of these uh, dances. She's like, "This is the pulling of the cobwebs down. This is the sort of swaying. You got to hold your hands up like this." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> cool. I'm not gonna remember this at all. So, not all of them, anyway. But, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was just sort of a nice, uh, <laughs> a nice uh, fucking." Total 180 to the show I had experienced the night prior. It's like, I'm here with all these rabid, just, (laughs) just rush, raucous, ruckus of fucking death metal heads. To these sort of moody, sort of brooding uh, goth kids that are just staring at everything but staring at nothing at the same time. Just lost in transient thought. (laughs) Where is this music taking me? (laughs) At least that's how it felt to me. (laughs) But still, fun times, fun times to be had. Those were the shows that I attended in the last week. Nothing too, nothing too crazy, but still noteworthy, I believe. Nice. Anyway, for uh, shows coming up, I got a, I got a few to plug. There's just a, yeah, and just a few. Like on the thirtieth, uh, August Burns Red is coming back for their ten uh, year anniversary of their album Rescue and Restore. They'll be coming with a Brand of Sacrifice, Spite, Chris, and Crystal Lake. That'll be at the Complex, and it's $45. That's including all the fucking taxes and fees, and it starts at 6 p.m. And, yeah, I guess that's all I have for the rest of November. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't been comp- keeping up with some of the underground shows, but I'm going to look into that right quick and just make sure, make sure that I'm not missing anything. So I'll do that while uh, Dustin, you plug yours. Okay, I only have three, so I'm going to go through mine kind of quick.
1: First, tomorrow, and this is a Friendsgiving, so if you are in, I assume this is uh, in Las Vegas as I'm getting this from Fool's Errand. Uh, The Friendsgiving is at Power Plant, sorry, not at Power Plant, it's at Eagle Airy. Uh, Features the band Power Plant from London, Shimtar from California, Crochet and Spring Breeding, and it is at, you can go to at Power Plant XX if you want to get more details, but should be in Vegas, 20 bucks, all ages show, and oh, when I say tomorrow, I meant today. That's a today thing. I thought it was tomorrow. So you probably, uh, hopefully you got to go and watch. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I fucked that one up. All right. Well, uh, the band Violent Way is on tour in Europe. Uh, on the 22nd, they so they played Germany earlier today. Tomorrow, if you're hearing this early enough, they'll be in Hoff. Then Dresden on the 24th and Jena. In both of those in Germany, that's what's left of their tour. And those last two dates are with Stomper 98. So. Uh, those will be great lineups, and if you're in Germany, you should definitely be checking out the band Violent Way. They're awesome. And finally, the last two shows I'm going to quickly mention because they're still a little bit out, but it's December 15th. You can go see Deathridge Boys doing their uh, show with Amusement, Old City, La, La, Los repeaters, rather, and that'll be at Water Mark. This is going to be, I assume it's in Portland uh because most of these bands are portland bands but ten dollars nine o'clock show i'll mention more as it gets closer and then here in salt lake friends miss eve they raise money that benefits the utah domestic violence coalition so i'm definitely going to mention that one now if you're going to be anywhere near salt lake you can go see that december 15th urban lounge free entry but they'll be doing raffles and prizes so you can donate money for the raffles and prizes and CJ and everybody there, uh, his band Racist Kramer, then Fail to Follow, Damn Dirty Vultures, and Restroyer, I think is what the name of the band is.
0: Restroyer. <laughs> I
1: think all those bands do cover tracks, and they raise a ton of money. They get great prizes, like, like big prizes, not like uh, you know little tiny things, not to disrespect anybody that does that, but legit big prizes to go,
0: it's worth it. So go check them out. Fun night. Eric, that's all I got. You ready? Yeah, I do have a couple more things to plug. Okay. Uh, not exactly a show, but a, uh, a sort of a flea market is going to be held at Ace's High. It's called the Blackened Friday Market. That takes place on Black Friday this week. Cool. <laughs> uh, it starts over at uh, 2 p.m. and will go until 9 p.m. And, and yeah, you can buy new and used merch. You could do uh, tarot records. Uh, tarot, I'm sorry, tarot <laughs> cards, and then records and tapes and CDs, local artwork, jewelry, and more. That I'm reading this right off the flyer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of uh, local vendors. Definitely check it out. If you want to get some gifts for your uh, all of your cool edgelord alternative friends, then that's the place to be. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, Black and Friday. Uh, then on the 28th, uh, there will be another show at... Ace's high. It's gonna be with the bands Nest, Harvest of Ash, and Swarmer, and yeah, that'll be November twenty eighth. It starts at eight p.m. It's uh, unclear as to what's uh, what the price is. I'd wager to say maybe ten dollars, <laughs> <laughs> maybe fifteen, because I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Nest is the touring band. So. Okay. So yeah, if it's a touring band, it probably will be uh, $15, but that's going to be on a Tuesday, so uh, good luck with that. (laughs) But Harvest of Ash and Swarmer, they're two local uh, uh, metal bands, and they fucking kick ass, the both of them. And every time I see Swarmer, I am reminding myself they have nothing to do with ditching the Delta. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and uh, one more show to plug that's a little out of uh, range, but it's on the 2nd of December. Uh, the bands uh, Ceramic, Mask, and NARC. I love that, Ceramic Mask. <laughs> <laughs> but no, those are two separate bands. They're all going to be... Well, three separate bands in total, but you know what I mean. They're going to be playing at your mom's house on the 2nd. That starts at 7 p.m. and is going to be $10. $10. And I love the flyer that they did. It's just a still shot from the movie Jingle All the Way. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's got... Uh, Schwarzenegger's sticking his hand out and he's doing that mouth that you can only assume is making the sound ah, <laughs> and he's being held held down by the postman in that in that movie played by Sinbad and you know it's funny i'm pretty sure there is a reference to this movie in one of the songs in my upcoming review of the great cover to cover album nice by slingshot <laughs> Nice. Yep. If you may have remembered last uh, last week, I told myself that I will be plugging more of Slingshot since uh, uh, everything else in the previous episode, that split that they did with uh, Split Image, uh, the music was uh, leaning more toward the uh, latter on that. So, so yeah, I figured that Slingshot they are a, uh, a unique enough band to get their own episode, and not only you are they unique, but they are awesome. That's cool. <laughs> You know, if you may have, uh, you may recall uh, what I said in the last episode, but here's a little recap. They are a band. They formed back in uh, 2018, uh, a bit of a mix of punk, indie, funk, and garage rock, and and also some gothic overtones. Uh, they have uh, some garage rock in the uh, riffs, some indie in its leads, uh, some funk from the bass and drums, and these soaring vocals from their lead singer, she that kind of emphasize. It sort of emulates those rock and roll bands, those women-fronted rock and roll bands from the 1970s. Yeah, when it was still new. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they've, uh, they've experimented a lot throughout their years with uh, indie and acoustic music, and have just, but have just recently started dabbling with heavier aspects from punk and hardcore. And with that, it's not too far a quiet cry away from the sounds of Drug Church or Modern Turnstile. And they have, and yeah, Recently collaborated with uh, Split Image and Chris Sia, uh, saying on their uh, single for this uh, EP, Thousand Tears. Uh, yeah, Thousand Tears. Night of a Thousand Tears. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and it is on this uh, EP that I'm going to be talking about, The Dawn of Decline. Now, this EP just came out in uh, June of this year. And yeah, a surprising combination of sultry gothic vocals, funky rhythms, hardcore yells, chants, and breakdowns over some reverberated guitar riffs, whose style mimics that of uh, Dave Davies from The Kinks, Wayne Kramer of MC5, and Ron Ashton from The Stooges, had they crossed through the pedal board and shout, shouted out of the amp of uh, Nick Kogan and Corey Galusha from Drug Church. Yeah, it's really bizarre, but you'll hear it in a minute. <laughs> In lesser hands, this would fall apart. But under the watch of each member and the guidance of Chris Sia, who produced this record, it doesn't. (laughs) So, yeah, Chris Sia uh, was sitting in the producer's helm of this, and also Brandon Watkins from Year of the Knife, he comes back. Yeah, well, he comes back in this uh, episode. (laughs) I'm not done with him yet. He actually designed the artwork of this EP, which, uh, if you look at this EP, is just a... uh, what looks like a breakfast on, on a table, and it's got a bowl, but it's full of nails. <laughs> and there's a, the little box sitting next to it, it looks like the cereal box, and it's just got Slingshot's name right on the top, and these little uh, animated figures just crowding around this bowl. I'm like, I can assume that that's them. <laughs> so, so yeah, pretty goofy album cover, and it's kind of a pretty goofy uh, EP, but I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to it right now. I wanted, yeah, there's a, there are five songs in this one and there are five hits. They all fucking kick ass. Probably the, uh, and yeah, I love the song, uh, uh, the one that they did with Chris, which was the, yeah, what is it? The night of the knives, <laughs> night of the long knives, night of a thousand knives. I think that's what it's called. I'm getting a little off track here. I didn't choose that one because. I already talked about the music that they did with Split Image in the last episode, and this is focused towards uh, what they do. And the song that I chose was Colombian Supremo. It's strictly the main lineup, all working off of each other's strengths. The drums and guitar are following the bass, and the guitarist does some screaming in the background of She-Ra's soaring lead vocals, and... Even does some, they even do some psychedelic guitar passages that emulate Dick, Dale, Dick Dale's guitar stylings. For those of you who don't know who Dick Dale is, I can say it in a riff. Yeah, if you've seen Pulp Fiction, you'll listen to Dick Dale. So, but you will hear it. In the, you will hear it. It comes in like the middle of this song. It's pretty awesome. So here is Colombian Supremo from Slingshot. Thank <music> You kind of see what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's got a lot going on in there. So, yeah, not not much else to say about that, but other other than just that, see? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's just one of the uh, five solid tracks on this this little EP. Uh, So which one, which other one did I want to choose? Well, I decided to choose their the closer of this album, it's Turbo Time. Now, you remember what I was saying about the Jingle All the Way reference? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I've only seen this movie once, but it... Turbo it, Man! It's such a weird thing, but yeah, Turbo Man. <laughs> that's the sort of, like, uh, in-narrative character, and I'm pretty sure that that's his catchphrase. It's Turbo Time! <laughs> maybe it's not. <laughs> maybe I think I'm just, it is. Maybe I'm just misremembering mis- mis- it, but... But yeah that's just one of the references that comes out in this uh in this song, but I'll get to that in a minute turbo time the music it's got it's got blues and groove with uh Shira doing some uh talk singing in the first verse. It sort of reminds me of the unhinged rants that you hear in hardcore songs, but it's not as aggressive if anything it sounds more like when a uh, uh when is going off on some little uh tangent towards the Towards the outro of a song. Like, think uh, Soup is Good Food. Right. Where he's just kind of, like, having this little ramble to himself. <laughs> that's that's basically what she is doing here. Uh, but she is quick, however, to jump back to her uh, bass vocal methods. It gets a bit heavy toward the end and sort of reminds me of breakdowns that you hear in, like, the softer post-hardcore songs or, like, second-wave screamo bands. Again, I'm doing the genre referencing here, <laughs> but... <laughs> That is what I hear, and it's uh, the funny thing about the breakdown. Here's the reference that I'm talking about. I think it's referencing uh, Randy Savage's character Bonesaw from the first Spider-Man movie. Okay, and no, it's not Bonesaw is ready, but it's a part. It's uh, It's also apart from uh, some other lines that have sort ofly, le- sort of unofficially been regarded as his. Catchphrases, and the one that they use here right before the breakdown comes in you're going nowhere okay. they don't use the act- an actual sound clip of that they are just they just sort of say it okay <laughs> i'm like yeah i guess it's a common used term but the way that it sounds is like yeah it sounds like they lifted that straight from the script <laughs> hey freak show you're going nowhere I got you for three minutes. <laughs> three minutes of playtime. So yeah, if they used that whole fucking uh, segment right there, that would have been hilarious. But I guess they didn't want to risk uh infringement. Right. <laughs> yeah, but who but whatever. I think it's I think it's great that they uh that they use that because it is it just adds to the uh the goofiness of their not just this song, but just them. Yeah the way that they display themselves in this EP. So, so yeah, let's not waste any more time. It's turbo time.
3: Today in the news we have train
2: derailments, banks collapsing, inflation still rising, ice caps are breaking, causing inundation and earthquakes in Turkey. Damn! Can
3: we make it? Will we break?
0: A taste of what Slingshot is capable of, yeah, <laughs> and the type of shit that they're doing on this record. Now, as I said, these guys are bending multiple genres at the same time, mm-hmm. and um, and in any lesser hands, this would have gone to complete shit, but. And there's a lot going on in this EP. I mean, the music, the writing, the self-aware humor, it all, it all comes together in such a cohesive manner, and each of those elements are just working toward each other's advantages. And it's gotten to the point where, uh, you know, you know you, I love experimental music. I love it when uh, genres are pushing the boundaries, but I love it even more when it's done well. <laughs> and yeah it could be done well but you know the creators can just get so pompous and so high and mighty on themselves but these guys they don't they don't get so lost in the abstraction of it all that it uh, that it leads into such behavior so yeah you know, so the fact that they are just like you can tell they're just having fun with it they're doing what each of them are loving to do and and yeah i commend i commend them for that so, yeah, Slingshot, this fucking uh, EP is uh, magnifique. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to, I'm not pretty sure. I know it's going to be making my year-end list uh, as far as top EPs of this year. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be on there. I'm not sure where, but uh, so far, pretty high up. Okay, so that's it for Slingshot. Maybe we should talk about something else.
1: Yeah, we're starting to run low on time, so we're going to get to Boss's Daughter, and they are, we're going to let them do most of the talking about the band because the <laughs> interview has arrived. Uh, they did release Bouts with Bummers, like we were talking about at the top of the show, on February 10th of this year. It's on Spam Records. You can find it there. They are from Reno, in case you didn't know. Like yep. I said, we've played them here. we played them on Punkin' Worldwide <laughs> before, so not the first time. But in case you're unfamiliar... They started in 2014. They're going to talk more about that during the interview. Uh, this upcoming year is their 10th year. So we have a couple tracks. We'll play one here. We'll play one on the other end. Both tracks they're going to talk about during the episode or during the interview. So let's get to the first one. Off of Bouts with Bummers. Uh, Bossa Daughter is going to bring us Imaginary Arguments.
0: It's uh, a long last, we have uh, Chris and Danny here from Boss's Daughter. Ab- absent is Jamie because, well, we don't exactly know why. He's just not good <laughs> at picking up his phone, apparently. So, we got two of the three here. How you
5: guys doing? doing pretty good. Hanging out. Good <laughs> yeah,
6: you we're gonna,
5: I'm doing fine. And Dustin's getting better. Getting better. That's good. 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 He's still got the he's still got the rubber bands at his mouth. But yeah, just till Monday. I get to take the bands on. out on
0: Monday. Yeah, we were, supposed to do, we were supposed to do this interview uh, you know, about a
5: month ago, but uh, Dustin had to go and break his face, so yeah, <laughs> trying to put a hold
0: on everything.
1: Hey, when you see a cement barricade there, you either just avoid it or you try to run right through it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, in the heat of the moment
5: and the paintball battle, everyone thinks that they're a Rambo mixed with an incredible hole, because like, I get
0: smashed through cement, man. I know. <laughs> I'm doing a Kool-Aid style.
1: Oh yeah. We, oh no. We think so highly of ourselves, and then then we become humble. Sometimes <coughs> it's from a cement barricade. <laughs> Sometimes it takes cement
7: to do that. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, anyway, you guys just uh, your guys are uh, just barely got off of a uh, shit. It was a it was quite an extensive tour. You guys were going coast to coast. Overall, how would you say it was? Would you say it was a pretty successful outing?
6: Yeah, it was a good tour. We got to see a ton of awesome friends, which is really like. One of the main reasons we do it is just to go hang out with friends. <laughs> um, But yeah, the shows were great. We got to play with a bunch of rad bands and played Fest in Gainesville. That was really really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, it was awesome.
5: How what, how was it playing the Fest? Was that like your? Uh, have you guys played like a uh, big festival lineups like that before?
6: That was our sixth time playing Fest. I think fifth, fifth or sixth time. I think it was the sixth. Sixth, um, yeah. Nice. And it's been great every year. Um, it's kind of been building a little bit. They put us in a little bit of a bigger venue this year, which was fucking sweet. And, uh, yeah, it's always one of the shows we look forward to every year. Oh, yeah. That's, that's,
7: that's kind of the anchor for the whole tour. That's, like, the whole reason for it, pretty much.
6: Yeah, I mean, if we're going to play a festival in Florida, we may as well <laughs> drive out there and play some shows along the way. Well, yeah, that's just that's just intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Flying is just so stressful. It's so much better to drive. How would
5: you compare to uh, playing uh, playing the fest to uh, you know all the little uh, club shows you guys do? Is there much of a difference between it?
6: I guess the one thing that I would point out is like the cool thing about playing a festival like that is you get friends from kind of all over little spots in the country and the world, really, that sort of join up in this one show or you know for the festival. And so you get to be like, hey, friends from Salt Lake City, here's our friends from Cincinnati, and now like your best friends. And we're just kind of building a giant network of friends, which is really cool. At the local stops on tour, you get to see the local friends, but those moments don't happen, I guess you could say. But that's, I, I really enjoy that about the festivals a lot, is getting to build our community and, and introduce friends to other friends.
5: Yeah, because festivals are like that a sort of national mecca totally everyone across
6: any uh any and all state lines are gonna be there yeah a lot of people travel to especially to go to fest they always do oh, such yeah. a good job with the lineup
5: no other than the uh other than playing fest like uh what were some i guess like some of the standout shows that were on this uh tour i'm sure you must have had a couple for mm-hmm. for better or worse
6: let me kind of run down the um Jot my memory here. Breaking yeah, I'm sucks. still I'm still trying to remember everything that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, playing in Knoxville was really cool with um, our friends, Bad Idols. They put out a new record last month called Pop Star, and we played their album release show at their house, which was really fun. Love that band. That was in Tennessee. Uh, Lacrosse. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Wisconsin, all the Crosse, Wisconsin, Wisconsin shows yeah Appleton Wisconsin was sweet we played a show in Appleton Wisconsin on a Monday at like 5 30 like an early show and it was packed and the kids went crazy and the bands were super cool and uh it was great that was a a nice surprise we'd never been that far up into Wisconsin as boss's daughter so that was a, a cool surprise for sure.
5: Yeah. A pretty big uh, turnouts in the sort of uh, smaller towns. Like,
6: Yeah. Yeah. Small town shows usually are, are the way to go.
5: That's what everyone keeps telling me. All my friends who have uh, been you know, on tour, they're saying, uh, yeah, go to the college towns, go to the places that no one expects the touring band to go. Yeah.
6: yeah. Like, I've been to Elko on tour before, and some crazy shows have happened in Elko. <laughs> it's just like, what? Where? Yeah. Where did they come from? <laughs>
7: There's so much going on in the bigger cities, like on any given night, you know. There's too much happening.
6: Yeah, yeah. a lot of um, a lot of saturation with stuff, and yeah, like we've almost found like it's better to play bigger cities on a weekday than a weekend because there's so many things going on on weekends. But if you can catch someone on like a Wednesday when there's not five other punk shows happening or whatever, yeah, it can it can work in your favor. Oh yeah, totally. But it's always a crapshoot. You never know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah true you could just be playing a, uh, you could be playing in any given city on a in the middle of a week when it's like oh i don't know there are three pretty big
6: shows this upcoming weekend everyone's trying to save their money totally or even the same night and you're just like oh well bummer we got like yeah. three other friends bands in town right now
5: that's <laughs> <laughs> right. just, it's just uh, how it goes even the people who are booking the shows i just remember uh the, the last two times you guys came through and I was tasked with finding a venue and I was like, oh, sure, there's plenty of venues to choose from. And all of them were fucking booked out. Oh, yeah. Tell me now.
6: Yeah, you gotta operate pretty far in advance, which sometimes we suck at.
7: <laughs> that that yeah. place we played last time in SLC was cool.
5: That garage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Loathing Clothing. Cool. a little, uh, yeah, that garage surrounded by a bunch of chop shops. Yeah, mm-hmm.
6: that was pretty gnarly. Yeah, oddly enough, a... we played two towns called Murray on this tour. We played Murray, Utah, and Murray, Kentucky. Wow!
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who'd <laughs> have thought?
6: Who, who would have thought? Yeah, that's where that the chop shop was. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I th- yeah. thought that Which was Murray a fun was fact. better. <laughs> Ooh, hard to say. They both had character.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, at least one of them uh, fed you guys. <laughs>
6: Oh, we got pizza at the other one, too. So we did pretty good in both,
0: both Murrays. <laughs> okay, so the, the moral of the story is, if you're on tour, make sure you hit any place called Murray, because
6: <laughs> yeah. you know, those are the most
5: hospitable places you, you'll play. Absolutely. Can't go wrong in a Murray. Yeah, can't go wrong in the Murray. Oh, well, cool. Sounds like you
0: guys had a fucking uh, great tour. And yeah. Uh, well, yeah now that we get sort of the uh, the most current events out of the way... Let's uh, get our listeners uh, well acquainted with uh,
5: you guys. Let's uh, let's actually go back to uh, the beginning. How long have you guys uh, been a band? What was the uh, what was the formation of it all? Uh,
7: we just had our ninth birthday, right? Was it That's ninth? Right.
6: We turned nine on this tour. We nine, Congratulations! Monday, October. We were in Jacksonville, Florida, and we celebrated our ninth birthday. So You guys are um, seasoned. I know it's crazy. We're getting there, and uh, it still feels like the new band to me weird.
1: What's your plans for your decade year for for next year, you know, I guess more later in the year as October is your birthday. I don't
6: know. Hopefully we'll put out some music, <laughs> do some touring. We got some ideas.
1: <laughs> but last minute, uh, right? Like, well, as it gets much closer to the date. Yeah,
6: I mean, we still got like a year to plan.
0: We <laughs> got a year to plan and you're going to officially start planning 11 months from now. Right.
4: right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: You know how we go. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll be thinking real
7: hard about it until then
1: yeah so whatever we'll you come up with will be action, fantastic though. it'll be well thought out that's
5: right mm-hmm. <laughs> that chance rush ours.
1: <laughs> well you mentioned while you're uh, on tour i know we're kind of at the beginning but so we don't have to jump around too much uh who are some of those bands that you're friends with that you might have been able to play that way you know, people who are listening to your music on this episode with us, and who've listened before and familiar with your band, basically recommendations of yours that they should go check out.
6: So let's see. I mean, I already talked about Bad Idols. Bad Idols.
7: Um, uh, well, I was thinking of Lacrosse earlier. Zamek. 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 Z a m m e k from Lacrosse, Wisconsin. They're exceptional.
6: Yeah, that band is cool. Yeah. Lost Leader from Minneapolis is a good band. There's a band called Zeta, <clears throat> Z-E-T-A, Zeta. Um, they're from Venezuela, but they live in the States now. Probably the best band on the planet. Wow. That band's incredible. Highly recommend checking that band out. There's a band called Steak Sauce Mustache. They <laughs> The bass player does a lot of our artwork, and um, his name is Joey Souza. He's a fantastic dude, and the band is amazing. I mean, I can't really describe how awesome they are. Just type it into YouTube and have a good time. Uh, Our
7: buds in uh, Knockdown just put out a new album, like, today or
6: yesterday, I think. That's right. Yep.
7: Knockdown. They fucking rip. They're from California.
6: They rip. Super good band. Yeah. There's a band called Hutchie from Seattle. That's totally awesome. We actually have a playlist uh, you can look up on Apple Music and Spotify called Bosses Buddies that has pretty much all of these bands. Um, in there, that's actually what I'm using as a reference right now. Oh. <laughs> Excellent, helpful. Well, well, uh, there's a band, a band called Beyond the Lamplight that we did some shows with earlier this year. Super good band. Members of Larry and his Flask. Oh, cool. Yeah.
5: Yep. Oh, oh, forgot about those guys. Those guys are fun. We played yeah, something from on Beyond
6: the Lamplight. Beyond yeah. the Lamplight, then. Yeah, that's like the continuation.
5: Yeah, sweet.
7: Uh, uh, Dial Drive from Florida put
6: out a new album a few weeks ago. Awesome, man
7: so shredding there's good bands everywhere man right yeah like every every town we play and every show we play pretty much has at least one band that fucking blows our socks off in sure. albuquerque
6: we played uh with this band called Moonhaven, who put out a three song ep that day that we played with them oh cool and Moonhaven also subtle stupid. knife. subtle yeah. knife is another albuquerque band that put out it was like a double release show so there's some new music to check out Follow up to that, I
1: assume because uh, I'm familiar with a handful. We've played a few of those bands before. So you've probably been friends with them for a while. Are any of those bands bands that you might have come across the first time on this tour? Or are there any that you came across playing some shows thinking, wow, these guys are great. Hadn't heard of them before.
6: The Dreaded Laramie. That's the band I was going to say. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
6: The Dreaded Laramie was amazing. Just yeah, incredible that. live band. We met, we met them in Florida. But where are they from? I don't they're from really, Nash- Nashville. From Nashville,
7: that's right. Yeah, but so we met them in Florida and played a couple of shows with them while we were there.
6: Another great Nashville band is Stuck Lucky. Worth mentioning them too. They're cool. sick. Doom Scroll is a, a band we came across on this tour that was great. Yeah. Really good, like folk punk. That's awesome. Um, in the in the vein of you know Days and Days and that kind of thing. Oh, cool. But really, really, really good. amazing
7: songs. Like really impactful.
6: Mm-hmm. Good harmonies. Yeah. They were great, and they're in Denver. Yeah, yeah, they were in. Denver. Oh yeah, Dro- uh, Doom Scroll is that band? Um, they were fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Fusca, that um, Houston band. That band was sick. Fusca, yeah. And S some fucking S- ribbon S- hardcore Spericles. with some horns. Remember that band that opened the Jacksonville show? S- oh Sper- fuck yeah, Asparacles. Pericles. I, I don't know how you say it. Asparacles. E S P E R I C L E S. Yeah, they were. F- they sick,
4: from,
6: they're from the Dominican, Dominican Republic. Um,
7: oh, that's a fun story from from the tour when we were playing in Jacksonville. Um, the show that we were playing was in this back room with the stage and everything, but out front in the bar area, there was this group of of just like jazz people playing and jamming and stuff, yeah. just like an like jazz, jazz jam
6: Tuesday or whatever.
7: Yeah, and um, during our set, one of our friends, someone that was in the crowd. Got the uh, we like made some comment about getting some of the jazz guys out front to come back and play with us, and someone in the crowd went back and got uh, tromb- the trombone player and the fucking tuba player.
6: Awesome! Yeah, dude <laughs> walks in with a sousaphone, and we're just like,
7: what? yeah, sousaphone, <laughs> and they fucking get up on stage. Like they come over to the side of the stage, and when it gets to the part of the song that like, we have horns on, I kind of wave them up, and they come up and just improvised with us. Over nice. parts, and we just yeah it was it was a ton of fun
6: dude rips such an awesome <laughs> solo on, on the trombone it was crazy yeah and we but, just like elongated
7: the part you know and just kept playing it and just yeah, kept like,
3: jamie just keep <laughs> going dude just keep going
6: it was really cool that, is that cool. was definitely a highlight i love moments like that when you're just like oh there's some jazz dudes let's make them play with us <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh and danny played with them too danny went and played a, a song with them on bass
7: yeah, I was I was out front before we played. I was just watching them, and then they get done with a song, and one of the guys at the bar comes up and goes, "Is is whatever this car is? This any of yours?" And the bass player was like, "Oh shit, that's my car." He's like, "Yeah, you got to move it." and i just kind of hopped up and i was like i'll take it and he just handed me his bass and so i just sat in for a song with him, and that was fun too <laughs> that's great yeah that was that was definitely a highlight night for sure That was fun
5: and you gotta love the crowd interaction yeah yeah even if they're sort of not in the crowd or whatever <laughs> those are your little side shows yeah mm-hmm.
6: yeah so if any of you are horn players out there just bring your horn to our show and Let's jam. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. Open invitation to horn players.
1: That, that's fantastic.
6: Don't even have to know our songs. We'll just tell you the key. <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> we, were, we, were
6: like, we were like, okay, A minor or G sharp or something like that. And they're like, uh, let's go A minor. And so we chose the song that's an A minor. <laughs> it was <laughs> rad. Yeah, we gave them a couple options.
5: a bad position, but yeah. all
1: exactly yeah
5: free based jazz
1: <laughs> i was gonna say i may just bounce back to the tour but uh back to the start of the band you've been around nine years coming up on you know year 10 maybe some new music uh you guys are definitely a touring band so you're gonna get out and i'm sure play at least some shows maybe not as an extensive of a tour you never know but you'll plan it at least two to three weeks beforehand right <laughs> at least
6: <laughs> uh, we've got plans we've already got plans for next year a little bit we're kind of mapping things out as we go so maybe fest for the seventh time. we've been doing it every year as long as they're willing to have us we will make the trip awesome <laughs> and i think we got to go to iron fest again next year too That's it's a festival in cincinnati that we've done i think nine shows at over like five years they let us play both days sometimes oh okay and uh, we've been doing that I guess for most of the years of our band and uh, next year is the 15th anniversary so we got to go to that one it's gonna be a big one so so look for us in Cincinnati next year
1: <laughs> what time of year is Newport Iron fest?
6: Newport Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, it's around the same time as fest it's usually like the next weekend or the oh, weekend after that but gotcha. this year it was the weekend after that and so we had to be home already ah. so we couldn't do it this year but it's awesome. It's a it's a great festival if you happen to live in uh, Newport Kentucky or Cincinnati, Ohio go check out Iron Fest Last year Laura Jane awesome. Grace played it was rad
5: I was I was Laura Jane Grace uh, live now that she's doing solo shit.
6: She's great her,
5: so
6: her songs are amazing and she's just got such good stage presence and can, can own a crowd like by herself which is terrifying to try to do that. Like I've played, yeah. I play some solo sh- shows, and it makes me nervous. So I can't imagine doing it in front of thousands of people. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, totally.
6: I'll stick to the, no, the ten good. at the local bar. I'll stick to that that show for my solo sets.
5: I was like, if there's ten people, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna entertain the fuck out of those ten people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I will stand on that picnic table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about your guys' uh,
5: other projects outside of uh, Boss's Daughter? How are those things uh, going?
6: Uh, I play in this band called Vampirates that I've been playing in since 2003. Mm-hmm. So that makes this year our 20 year anniversary. And we just recorded six new songs that we're going to trickle out like one at a time uh, over the next six months. And, uh, we're doing a little tour in the Pacific Northwest in December. So that's been good. Um, it's been fun to kind of pick it back up with those dudes. We did a lot of touring in the earlier years, which sort of paved the way for what boss's daughter does. Like a lot of the contacts that Vampirates made are still people that book boss's daughter shows, uh, which is great. Awesome. And so that's been a lot of fun. I also play in a band called 12 gauge facelift that is like a metal band. I played bass in that band um, and we put out a single, I guess two months ago, something like that. Um, So you can go check that out. It's called As One, there's a video for it on the YouTubes. So that's been fun. We'll probably play some shows early next year. Maybe record some new songs too. So, you know, staying busy.
0: Is uh, Vampirates ever going to uh, do a proper tour?
6: We're gonna do a, a Northwest tour. Um, In December, it's like a 10-day thing up to the Seattle area and then back down to Reno. But we haven't done like a full U.S. tour, I guess, since like 2014, 15, something like that. But we're due. We'll eventually figure out how to do another big run like that. It'll happen. It just takes some time to get everything in line. Yeah.
5: Coordinating for the family be tough. and
6: stuff. Yeah.
5: I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs>
6: yeah. I mean, we're at least putting out some new tunes, which is really cool. That's exciting for sure. We haven't released music since 2014, so we are due. <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah. I think people will wait waited long enough. Yeah. Building the hype. Yeah.
6: I guess. <laughs> it's just
5: to have enough time. When enough time passes, that shit will be like, oh, shit, I forgot about these guys. Yeah. What do you guys have to offer now?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully some people remember. It's been a while. (laughs) I also started working on some new solo stuff yesterday. I was kind of combing through some demos I made and chose a few to sort of hash out. So I should have some solo songs hopefully released in the next few months or something. Just probably some singles just to kind of stay relevant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, creative people have to create.
6: That's right. Mm Got to keep busy. I mean, we're not touring right now, so I'm just kind of at home and, I got all these instruments surrounding me, so I try to play them once in a while.
0: Saying you got to scratch the artistic itch.
6: Yeah, well, sometimes it has to scratch me, but (laughs) (laughs) poking at you like Chris, Chris, dude, what are you doing? Stop, stop watching rocket launches and playing Mario Kart. Go play your guitar.
5: Just keeps knocking, Chris. Chris, shut the door. Yeah,
6: (laughs) pretty much. So, where'd the
1: name for the band come from? Boss's daughter. You know, I, you mentioned some of the other names. I mean, Vampirates doesn't really need an explanation, right? And uh, for a metal band, uh what was it, twelve gauge facelift or something like was it was something like that, right?
6: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that. that's
1: that's fitting, but boss's daughter could be a lot of things. <coughs> so where'd that come from?
6: Our friend kind of just had like, you know, one of those running band name lists that everybody has on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> And when we were starting the band, we were just kind of throwing ideas around, and that one got tossed into the mix, and it sort of just kind of rose to the top. Mainly for, like, I liked it kind of for that reason that you just said, where it, like, is sort of ambiguous and kind of just makes you think, like, what the hell is that about? And um, I don't know. Like, my favorite meaning is that like we're the humans in the band are the boss and the music and the art is the daughter and we're in charge of it, I guess. I don't know that's weird to
1: say, but <laughs> Hey, that's, we're, that's that's we're creating it or we're helping I don't to know.
7: Nurture it and to help it grow. There we go. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> I needed the
6: father in the band to actually finish that thought for me. <laughs> Yeah, But you're right,
1: yeah, ambiguous. It could be a lot of things. It could change a lot of ways. Not that your music is going to change, but some people do, and it kind of leaves things open again. I think when people yeah. hear those other band names you mentioned, you're going to expect something, you know, not, not a knock on anybody who likes this specific band. But when I first heard the band's name Five for Fighting, and then I heard their music, that's one of those, like, that does not fit, guys. That doesn't,
6: doesn't <laughs> w- what you're yeah. putting
1: out does not evoke what you're called.
6: Right. You know? Yeah. So when we release our our EDM album, like people won't be surprised.
1: Right. Right. People will be
6: that are into EDM music that don't know about
1: your other stuff. We're just going to hear it and be like, this is totally cool. And other people are going to be like, all right, well, I guess that, you know, it kind of fits. They can do whatever.
6: Yeah. We don't believe in pigeonholes. Right. (laughs) We're just trying to get on Coachella. That's all. Oh, that'd be awesome.
5: (laughs) Well, Best of luck to you for that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> hey, at least we got someone in our team.
5: Yeah, I want to play Coachella. I wanna play the over I
0: wanna play the overrated ripoff festival.
5: Right. <laughs> Get flown in on a helicopter. Right. Make a metalocalypse style entrance. Now we're talking. <clears throat> now we're talking. Yeah. Just have the stage drop down from a from a giant spaceship. Here we are, bitches. Totally.
6: daughter. That's what I was expecting I be,
7: Blink One Eighty Two to do, or something. You know, that's when the UFOs were supposed to land when they came when they oh, made yeah. their comeback at Coachella.
6: Right. That would have been sick. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah. Right? Have have Tom get dropped off in an alien in a <laughs> UFO.
5: In a UFO, yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have. The world couldn't handle it.
5: Or maybe just have like a spaceship hovering on the the, uh, the rafters of the stage, and then it just has this uh, beam of light. And then it just looks like he materializes it.
6: <laughs>
5: That'll probably be the next tour. Yeah, next tour. Or maybe that'll be their uh,
0: very last show. The people that like, comes down to Tom is like, you may take me now.
5: <laughs> there it <he> goes, yeah.
0: <laughs> that all the cursed rock bands are just like, hey, they stole our idea. <laughs> Sorry, aliens are the true gods.
5: <laughs> all hail Tom. Yep, all hail Tom. My brother and Tom, we pray for thee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Blink Brothers.
1: And hey, we haven't talked too much about your music yet. Uh, you guys released an album earlier this year. How's that been going? I mean, I'm sure you, you had a whole month's worth of shows to play. I'm sure at least several of those songs. I'm sure you include a lot of the other tracks you've done, the eight years previous to that coming out. But how's that been going?
6: It's been great. We worked really hard on that record. It took quite a bit of time to finish it. So it's it was really nice to get it out. And it's been awesome to have more people hear it thanks to Spam putting it out for us. And like we've never worked with a record label before. So it was it was sort of intimidating. Like we've always just been a DIY operation. So it was kind of like, what are we stepping into here? But it's been really cool because they've definitely gotten us on to some other opportunities to get our music out there that we wouldn't have been able to do ourselves. So that's been really great to To have more people hear the tunes, and it's been super fun to play the songs live.
1: Well, with sixteen tracks on that new one, how many of the those are making it as regulars or you know somewhat regular? I don't know how often you're changing your set list, but how often did or how many were you getting mixed in there?
6: We've played almost almost all new
7: songs. I think we had like two old ones normally, right in the set. We've
6: we've kept a handful of old ones around, but um, yeah. I would say we've played all but two of them live so far in some circumstance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. photography and Never Alone, those are pretty much staples in the set now. Um, we've been ending our show with OK, which is really fun. Um, playing that outro as the ender of the set has been super cool. So yeah, there's definitely some like major st- uh, set staples uh, from the new record that have already found their place. Yeah, I gotta
5: love it. it. Just shows that you guys aren't losing your touch, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, and they're fun to play too, which is cool.
5: <laughs> yeah. Do you feel this album is uh, different in any way from your uh, previous releases? I don't think it's veering too much uh, off the off the road. But you guys are—you uh, guys were mentioning earlier how it's like, uh, yeah, we're not pigeonholed to any one genre. And you're gonna make
6: a techno album? <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess. Uh, just uh, how does it compare? I guess. I feel like it's a pretty solid continuation of of where we started with uh, the first full length you know we 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 dabble into like pop punk and and hardcore, and there's some ska songs. so we kind of draw from lots of different elements of punk rock that we grew up listening to. I, feel, I feel like it's been a pretty good continuation of that exploration
7: continuation and like an expansion. It's kind of just more of everything that we were, yeah. I guess just kind of feeling more confident about what we're doing and just pushing it a little more in every direction, I guess. Yeah,
6: for sure. When I when we tracked the first record, I was still pretty new at singing, like actually carrying a tune and, and singing melody and like thinking about harmony and stuff. And definitely by the time we got around to tracking this record, I, I feel like I was significantly better at singing and developing the harmony and stuff. And I had a lot of time to sit with the demos and basically sing every idea that came to my head uh, into the demos and check them out and see what's working and what's not. So we we definitely spent a lot of time developing those songs. Whereas the first record, it was kind of just like the first batch of songs we learned how to play together. So it was kind of, there was more collaboration too. Like Danny came in with some riffs. He basically had two full songs that we hashed out musically together. We collaborated on some lyrics, like, one night, Danny and I sat around the fire at, like, sunrise, basically, and talked about the lyrics to uh, Imaginary Arguments and kind of hashed those out. So, yeah, definitely, it was... We took a little bit of a different approach, but it's it's been super cool.
1: More Boss's Daughter, so it's uh, just the next chapter of the same book. Yeah. And when that right. EDM comes out, then go. it'll be a new book.
6: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to do... Uh, like some split records is the next plan. Just um, do a few splits with some friends' bands, and then we'll also do it for our, do, for do our 15th anniversary.
7: We'll do the we'll do uh, perform with an orchestra.
5: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nice. Just released an orchestral compilation of all your greatest hits.
6: We're just going to play <laughs> Metallica songs with the orchestra, actually.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Boss's Daughter covers Metallica with an orchestra. With an orchestra. <laughs> Boss's Daughter's uh, tribute to SNM.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Every band's got to do it. Right. <laughs>
1: I think the yeah. splits are a great like idea, especially if you can coordinate with those right. bands. Uh, you know, play some shows together or even do small tours together, something like that. That a uh, really cool concept.
6: Yeah, that's kind of the plan. Put out a few songs with each band and then team up and tour each area of each band.
1: And uh, on top of that, you were talking about working with Spam. Uh, are you considering at any point, you know, I don't know if they mentioned to you or if you how that would work, Uh, I had Stefan on the show to do an interview with him. I think it was earlier this year uh, and talking about Spam Fest and, you know, some of the bands. I I think we were talking about your band to be exact because it was, if I'm not mistaken, the interview with him was maybe within a couple weeks after your release came out. And so doing uh, Spam Fest over there. Uh, is that something that you would have on the horizon? Is that something you have to say, hey, we're interested? Uh, Because I don't know, when it comes to Europe, if they're asking a bunch of American bands to be like, hey, uh, come over here, I know it's expensive, or if it's one of those things like, hey, we would consider coming over, uh, we're on the label, because that's, most of Spamfest was not all, but a lot of the bands were releases on their label.
6: Yeah, I mean, we've definitely put it out there that we want to go, over there we're just kind of trying to figure it all out still okay but we've definitely been like hey <laughs> we want to go we're ready to go to europe let's do it
1: right you guys would fit in <laughs> i mean just based on the the lineup that they had last year your, your band your style it would all fit in uh very well with that festival i think would be really cool and i'm sure the european yeah. band just as uh you know for me personally and i'm sure a lot of people are when you get to go to a festival here and some band from another country, it's typically Europe, but it could be from South America, Australia, whatever, even Canada, you're excited because it's like, well, I'm much less likely to go to Europe to go see those bands, so it's really cool if they come here and I can catch them, and I'm sure it would be the, the same way for the bands over there uh, to be like, hey... I'm probably not going to get over to the U.S., and if so, you know, you guys are a West Coast band, as it were, west of the Rockies anyway, so really yeah. far for somebody from Europe to travel to and, you know, coincidentally catch a show.
6: Yeah, we actually did Europe uh, back in 20, must have been 2018. And when you get over there, it's it's pretty amazing to see people's reaction when you're like, yeah, we're from the West Coast to the United mm-hmm. States, and they're just like, what are you doing in this Tiny French like farm town. <laughs> and they they love it. It's awesome. It's it's those shows were, were very special and super, super cool. We play just like in a tiny little cafe in, you know, a little village and like a ton of people show up and you're just like, Where did they come from? Like <laughs> I don't know where they live. And everybody loves it. And and you like get to have a meal with with the people at the venue and the other bands and like it feels like a a community it's awesome definitely want to go back to europe as soon as possible
1: i think it'd be great and obviously that'd be something cool to plan around is you know i mean there's so many festivals in the summertime and obviously the weather's better and warmer there too in the summertime so that'd be really cool to have something like that to plan around and then hit up you know how many shows you have time to go hit up yeah
6: ideally we would we would like to have like some kind of anchor as we call it for that tour. Right. But whatever, you know, we'll do it in whatever form we can. Like <laughs> last time it was very DIY. We just had backpacks and I had my guitar just on walking through airports and stuff. No case, nothing, just a Telecaster nice. and like throw it, just throw it in the overhead bin and like, whatever, it's fine. It's a Telecaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the connection so we, we've, we've done it
6: in, in all forms of, you know, struggle. <laughs>
1: Sure. And I'm sure just as you made connections doing touring here, you probably made some connections on that tour. But now having the connections of Spam Records, too, uh, I'm sure it'd be much easier to uh, land any gigs. If you want to line them up yourself, you could. But any that you couldn't, I'm sure they'd be able to help out. Yeah,
6: we've been trying to figure that out. We've definitely been talking with them about it for sure.
1: Cool. Well, possibly a new release coming up uh, this year, and possibly, you know, I know you're going to play some shows. We already kind of talked about that a little bit, so you'll definitely be playing some stuff this upcoming year, and I'm sure you will do something for that 10-year, because, uh, you know, milestones, right? We all love a good milestone. Seven years, not as big of a milestone. Nine years, probably not so bad. It's getting pretty close to 10, but, you know, 10 years, it's one of those things that we all like to celebrate.
6: Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll do something good for it. Yeah. I think you'll be fine. We've got to keep some secrets, right? <laughs> right, right. We, we just know, you know that. Yeah, we're uh, totally planning go. it. We just can't talk about it yet.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't give, uh, yeah. Don't give away too much too soon. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, what else don't we know? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we know that you got yeah. some splits coming up potentially. You know, yeah, ideas for splits, maybe other recording and shows and hopeful tours and all this stuff and that's not necessarily just for 2024 but anything else that we don't know that we haven't really covered uh about Bossa daughter yet
6: shit i don't know danny i can't
5: think of anything terribly pertinent
6: yeah just gonna keep playing shows getting in that van making sure the van's happy i think I the only
5: uh, question we got left is uh, where the fuck is jamie
6: is <laughs> 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 doing a solid job of avoiding emails Oh, wait, no, you saw that. He's it, doing stuff. He's well, probably like watching football and drinking beer, <laughs> pet, <laughs> petting his cat. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying his <a> Saturday <laughs> afternoon.
1: <laughs> Anybody that wants to follow you, where's the best places? Uh, social medias or band camp or uh, to go check out your music that we haven't played here. Where are the best ways for people to keep up with what Baza Daughter's up to?
6: Yeah, we're on all the things Instagram, Facebook whatever the other things. I haven't, haven't quite figured out TikTok yet, but I mean, we're on there. We're on there, but don't really do anything <laughs> with it. But yeah, if you go to our website, boss there's no apostrophe because you can't do that in a URL. Right. But if you go to that, you can pretty much find everything on there. We've got a YouTube page with videos. Yeah. Boss is kind of going to get you to all of those worlds.
5: Yeah, the only other thing that'll show up if you look for Boss's Daughter is that song by Pop Evil.
6: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't want to talk any shit. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it positive.
5: (laughs) I also forgot that band existed.
6: I didn't know who they were until we named this stupid band name our stupid (laughs) band name.
5: (laughs) You think you may have given your kid the wrong name. (laughs) Yeah, or this this a, maybe this
6: for ten years we'll just change the band name. <laughs>
5: nice. Yeah, well, that's what that's kind of what a uh, PSO did. They finally decided to make their name stand for something, so then they called themselves Project Sellout. <laughs> 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 okay, that's, that's us now.
6: That's pretty funny.
5: <laughs> Don't dead name. Us.
1: <laughs> uh, I just so you know, we did play. Well, I I played uh, on the other podcasts I do, Punkanoid Worldwide. Played photography. Because uh, you guys released "Okay" in photography together, and I played that mm-hmm. back in January before you released the the LP. There, fuck yeah!
6: Thanks, yeah, Dustin. Cool. Absolutely, Thanks. it's great stuff. That rules. Thank you. Things like that, like that's that's kind of what I was talking about. Like with the label, like it reached you, you know, and I probably wouldn't have been able to do that myself. So, right. like getting little opportunities like that for people to hear the tunes, like that's that's super special.
1: Absolutely. It's great stuff. You guys do a great job. So it makes it really easy for us to play music that we enjoy as opposed to, uh, Eric and I have talked about this before. Sometimes something gets shared and we both listen to it. I'm like, I don't know what to say nice about it. So I don't know what to do here. <laughs> You're like, there's
5: there's guitars and drums. Sometimes
1: you wonder, are those guitars and it's If like, the
5: drums? best thing I could say about it is it's tolerable, then I'm like, I don't think those uh, – that's a strong basis of argument to uh, warrant an inclusion on the show. Right? right. It's like, yeah, it's tolerable. <laughs> like I it guess come, we will If it comes it. on, I guess I wouldn't skip it, but I wouldn't be enjoying it either. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, fellas, I appreciate you joining us it. and uh, I look forward to the next time you guys do come through. Eric does, because he's looking forward to finding you a venue and throwing a, putting the show together. Right, Eric? Right. Yeah, it's the best time. I
5: only ask you guys give me more of a notice in advance so that they can plan it out better we'll try to give you a better heads up that would be the most helpful give me a bigger heads up I can get you a better menu. That's that's hard
1: well fellas I I appreciate you taking the time it was great Uh, obviously we might have went a little longer than expected but we were waiting for somebody that just
6: decided
1: (laughs) he had uh, something else going on
6: I guess he saw the message finally but still didn't say anything no
5: response it's just yeah. shame jamie yeah.
6: now. cool i appreciate sure. it and
1: uh thank you for joining us sweet excellent well thank well, you, guys. Thank you so much for having us absolutely yeah, yeah, i'm totally. glad we could do it thank now totally. sorry we had to yeah. wait yeah. an extra I'm glad we, we five got weeks to or so make it happen
5: <laughs> yeah maybe next time we'll actually uh be able to do it in person right yeah <laughs> totally
6: we'll have to do a do a follow-up
1: And we'll see you next time you come through town.
6: See you guys.
1: About during the interview. I mean, the outro on that they use for the outro of their shows. I guess it would have been better timing for us to play that as the last track in the outro of our show. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I didn't think of it till right that second as I was listening to the outro. But anyway, thank you to Chris and Danny. Great interview. That was fantastic. Go check out Bouts with Bummers. Those guys were great. We miss Jamie. Maybe next time when, as Eric
0: said, uh, we get them all together in person. Here in the studio. Yep. Maybe next time they come through, which is uh, going to be sooner than later, and I'll be the first to know. <laughs> yes, you will.
1: Yes, you, you know, will.
0: As you heard in the interview, I'm apparently their tour manager. <laughs> okay, not their tour manager, but but yeah, they do trust me to get them a show here. I'm their booker, their bookie. Hey. <laughs> well, that track was okay.
1: Check out Boss's Daughter. (laughs) Looking forward to playing more from them. And if they get some splits done and coming up, or even just other music, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, We're running low on time, so we're going to quickly get to whatever we can get to before we run out. So, Eric, what do you got? Uh, Wrap up the show.
0: Oh, this will be quick. I got the newest, uh, one of the newest songs from Deathblow, the SLC thrash metal survivors. They have been a band for going on 10 years now and have made some significant waves in SLC's underground metal scene. And they've uh, released officially two albums, Prognosis Negative in 2014 and Insect Politics in 2020, plus two EPs in between, The Other Side of Darkness in 2015 and Demolition Deployment in 2016. And for the past two years, they've done some extensive touring and played a hearty handful of local shows, having only released... Uh, Gates of the Gates of Steel single in August last year and just this previous September Rotten Trajectory. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, as they say on their band camp, three brand new brain-ripping thrash metal songs to leave your eardrums bleeding. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's what they deliver on this EP. However, I'm still waiting for that red liquid to drain out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Maybe I haven't listened to it enough times. Anyway... All three of these Rippers are exactly that. Rippers. The title track is a ferocious three minute epic with scorching riffs and slicing leads that come on that with some on point backing chance. Anyway, Pounder hits the ground running and doesn't have time to slow down or to or come to any halt, but it manages to fit in some pulverizing solos in its near two and a half minute run time. And the song that I chose for today, in plain sight. Hey, a plane has <laughs> some has some intricate structural intricacies. Uh, boy, I was really redundant on that one. <laughs> some structural intricacies, starting off with classic thrash metal. Uh, tremolo riffs and the verse is sectioned off for like some choppy downstroking riffs and then the then the son of a bitch starts pounding away in the last third just leveling out the surface and clearing the runway so those solos can have a smooth takeoff so yeah here is the epic be it ever so short in plain sight A three song thrash metal EP. And with those three songs, I just got to say, it's amazing how much you can deliver in just eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Deathblow, continuing, continuing to be on the rise. I can't wait for more from these fucking guys. Hopefully, I don't have to wait another two years for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're running really low on time. So, we're going to change up how we end the show. We're going to do as we do,
1: uh, social medias and all of that. And in lieu of final thoughts, we're going to play out. With the final track. So uh, thank you everybody for tuning in and listening all the way up to this point for episode three three nine. Thank you to Chris and Danny for joining us. Great interview. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Podchaser, Verbal, and slcpunkcast.com plus I'm sure other places. You can find the bands on Instagram at Suffocator SLC, at this dot at the young rochelles, at y or sorry, XY. O T X Y, so straight edge, you're the knife, you got it. <laughs> at the underscore agonizers, at slingshot.band, at boss daughter, at deathblow official, at 12 gauge facelift, sneak peek of what we're getting to, and the shows at
0: SLC Punkcast. Eric, work, we find you? Uh, You can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Find my bands Anonymous and Apathetics on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and the apathetics.slc and you can find us on facebook at anonymous slc and at the apathetics find us both on bandcamp at anonymous slc and apathetics.bandcamp.com and also if you're following us on social medias apathetics interview i'm pretty sure we'll be dropping this week the ones that we did with the sound waves podcast through slug magazine so keep an eye out for that we'll you guys will be the first to know uh, if you want to follow my other uh, podcast, Lead Melodies, it's on Instagram at Lead Melodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can stream all the episodes on anchor.fm. And on Facebook, if you're interested in some of the upcoming hardcore shows in the in the area, follow SLC Hardcore on Facebook. It's just that, at SLC Hardcore. The bands are found on Facebook at Suffocator SLC, at This
1: Sinking Ship Band, at The Young Rochelles, at Year of the Knife, at The Agonizers, at Boss Daughter, at Death Blow, at 12 Gauge Facelift, and that's spelled out 12. At SLC Punkcast is the show. You can find 12 Gauge, or well, we're going to play 12 Gauge facelift they released a new single as chris was talking about this is chris's metal band they released it august 30th it's called as one that's what we're going to do the outro with so enjoy some new 12 gauge facelift thank you everybody and we'll see you on the next one play
0: the fucking outro